Hey, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to get started. But before we do, I want to make sure you know about something incredible about to happen, which is Sales Girl Summit. This is our very first conference. It's happening on June 12th through the 14th. Now, we've done plenty of in-person like trainings and workshops and kind of larger scale events, but this right here, my loves, this is our conference. And I'm so excited to announce some next level speakers. We're going to announce that in just a couple of weeks. But you know, being a sales girl, it has nothing to do with the item that you sell, the service that you sell, the product that you sell, the off it has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with being the girl that people want to buy from, that people want to say yes to before they even know the offer. It's about being the girl that is completely like world-class and has complete ownership over her industry because of how much command she has over her message. I'll tell you what, I'm starting to believe it's not even the person who is really the best at what they do, but it's the person that's best at communicating at what they do, who ends up winning and who ends up being known as the girl to go to for blank, fill in the blank for whatever you do. And, you know, our mission is to really create world-class sales girls that can walk into a room and have in, insane command over their message, over their beliefs, and just be so irresistibly charismatic that people um, are just so drawn to them. And if that sounds like something you desire to become, the Sales Girl Summit is for you. So June 12th through the 14th at the Face Center, I've got a sneaky little hunch that once we announce our speakers, the event is going to sell much quicker um, than what most people are probably anticipating. So um, I cannot recommend enough for you to grab your tickets. I've, I've heard a few people saying that they're going to get their Airbnbs with all their sales girlfriends. And I think that is so incredibly fun, um, but they don't have their tickets yet. So I cannot recommend, like I said, enough to grab your seat. Um, hopefully there's some platinum seats left. There will probably be some VIP and then definitely, definitely general admission. Uh, so we'll link it all in the show notes below. And I cannot wait to see you there. We're going to have so much fun and do our sales girl thing. We have so many surprises for you. Ah! All right, let's go. I'll see you there in June. Enjoy the show. Hey, welcome back to another car chat with Kat. I am thinking right now about specifically network marketers. And, you know, it's probably because of my history with network marketing. I was in a business for two years, I think it was. Yes, two years before I even knew how to sell. Yes, I made sales. I was incredibly mediocre. I was very excited and hopeful and wanted to do everything right. And I wanted to listen and do what I was told to do and was so happy to be part of the process. I just didn't know what I was doing, so I really just met the bare minimum. And it wasn't okay with me because I wanted to be – that I could be, which meant, you know, growing in ranks and things like that. Anyways, it wasn't until I learned how to sell that those things actually happened. And gosh, I could go so into that on what that looked like. And if you resonate with this, you can just message me and we can talk more and we can make more content around this because I know a lot of you are network marketers and I know a lot of people aren't. And honestly, one of the coolest things about network marketing is that all you really have to do is sell. Now, you have uh, multiple jobs. You sell product. 
you sell a team, the mission of a team, right? Like recruitment. And I guess that's kind of it. I feel like there's a third one, but you have to sell product, sell the recruitment and make maintain customers, I'd say, and to maintain the team. So that's actually a lot. It could be up to four jobs if you really think about it. So there's just a lot of nuances to network marketing that I don't think many other businesses can relate to. And I just want to speak to it and I want to validate what you're going through and really speak to some of the just experiences that you have when you're selling and wanting to sell, wanting to grow. Maybe you've plateaued. Maybe what has worked in the past isn't working anymore. Gosh, I have a couple of things. I'm just in the car right now talking like we would, if we were on a road trip, this is just what I would say to you in my stream of consciousness. One of the things is that you can absolutely make your own brand within your brand. And what I mean by that is like you can embrace your uniqueness, your passion, your personality within the company. I think so often people uh, lean heavily on on like the, the product of the company, the story of the company, whatever, because maybe, I mean, I'm just going to name some names because all these companies are great. But like Mary Kay has an incredible story of the woman who started it and how she was like a female entrepreneur and all this stuff and you know, the products are great. Or maybe it's already in a field and they're dermatologists and they, you know, were in department stores. Like, that's great. I just want you to know that you are unique. And maybe you have an amazing upline and they have a great proven track record. If I had to guess, one of the reasons they're probably great is because they really embrace their uniqueness and they led their team with a heart that only they could do. And it's so often it could just be easy to blame your plateau or frustration, whatever the case may be, on your upline. Like, oh, well, my upline doesn't do this anymore, or they do do this. Like, they don't do team calls. They don't do Zoom, blah, blah, blah. They don't participate in professional development. Okay, great. Like, who cares? Honestly, your upline is irrelevant to your growth. Some people have a great upline. And that's cool, but even if they are, I would actually say that having a great upline is a detriment to your success because you can rely on them too much. And when they don't produce the success for you that they have for themselves, you could grow bitter. And that's not cool at all. So that's that's one of the things I want you to know is that you can, you can and should be your own entity your own entity, like put aside the brand story, put aside your upline, put aside the product and just like work from who you are and your unique gifts. Because if everyone, if a hundred people are selling beauty counter, then what's to separate this gal from that gal? Probably their unique set of beliefs and desires and the mission that they're on, right? Maybe one person's mission is to you know, help more clean products be in the homes of families with allergies. I don't know, but like go hard on it and lean and trust that there's people out there. Some people might call this niching and that's fine. Like if you want a niche within your network marketing company, great. What I'm talking about is honestly looking at yourself like you are the CEO of you incorporated, you incorporated pretend like there's no one else to blame 
at all for your success or failure but yourself. That is it. Because that's actually the reality of it. What network marketing has done is given you an amazing business in a box that you can lean on the product and, and business and the company, but just don't. Don't do that because you are doing yourself a disservice by not trusting that you have a unique capability. Another thing that really is, I think, could be an encouragement to you about network marketing is that if you have grown a team and maybe you had a fast start, maybe you've had just a hot moment and things grew, 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 and then they plateaued, like maybe COVID made it plateau or something. And people just aren't showing up to team calls anymore. You can't seem to get people to, quote, work, right? No one's, quote, working. And everyone you recruit just isn't doing what they said they would do or what you expected them to do. And so you're frustrated. I want you to know with 1,000% certainty that leading a team is a sales job. Getting people onto a call is a sales job. What I don't mean by that is talking them into it. I don't mean talking them and incentivizing them to come because incentivizing and inspiring are two different things. If you have to incentivize your way into growing a team or getting people to get, you know, naked moves, that's not leadership. Inspiring them to be on the call, inspiring them to do the work, inspiring them to grow themselves. That is the work of a leader who looks at leadership as a sales job. And that is the beauty of sales is that you are inspiring people to take action. You're not incentivizing them to take action. That's fine. Incentives are super fun and they can absolutely have their place when it comes from inspiration first. Let incentives be the cherry on top. And that's why you growing yourself as a leader first is huge because you are actually able to Lead, lead the way and be the example for all the people who don't know what they're doing. But when you lead yourself, all of a sudden they have someone to look up to and to follow. And they want to be on the team call because they want to hear what you're doing, right? And I just encourage you to kind of have the mentality of replacing yourself and have a mentorship mentality. How would you, if someone were to look up to you, how would you like mentor them? Not just tell them the check boxes of what to do, but inspire them to be their best self and inspire them to win. That's the role of a leader. And it absolutely is a sales job. And I do want to encourage you that when you do school of sales, that's the tools that you get. You get the tools that frame every little, you know, the, every moment, honestly, the team call. That's a moment to sell and inspire to persuade them for, toward the good thing. Do you know that the word persuade, it actually uh, gets broken down into two sections. One section is the word per and then suede, okay? The prefix per means through and the suffix, I guess, suede is sweet. So persuading means to get through to someone with a sweet way about you, tone. It's like sweet, like honey, to their their soul and I know it's like how are we even talking about network marketing anymore what's the strategy what's the Instagram tip the Instagram tip is to take that way of persuading to get through to someone with a sweet tone with a sweet heart about you for them that's how you do it 
and it translates in your content. It translates in your conversations. It makes everything easier. And all of a sudden you have momentum because you're growing and people are actually following in your footsteps. One of the biggest complaints people have about leading a network marketing team is that they feel like they're pushing people or pulling them. They're dragging them. And if you feel like you're dragging people, it's because you're really not leading them to the best of your ability. And if you're not leading them to the best of your ability, it's because you're not leading yourself to the best of your ability. And it's just wild how in the world of being a human, it is the easiest thing to do to blame someone else, right? Like they're not working. They are not doing this. COVID did this, shut everything down, blah, blah, blah. That's hard. That is a hard mentality to live with and to, and to feel like, oh gosh, I guess this is my, this is it. Like, I guess it's just going to be hard. Or you can shift it to, am I leading myself the very best I can? Ask yourself that. Am I leading myself the very best I can? Because when you are doing the very best you can to lead yourself, it is human nature for people to want to follow you. It's human nature. Everything gets easier when you lead yourself to the best of your ability. And I encourage you to do that. Network marketing is not dead. People are not nearly as skeptical as you think they are. If you think that people are more skeptical of the business model than in the past, then I feel like you're looking at the scoreboard and you're not playing the game. Because when you play the game and you lead yourself and you grow yourself and you stay fired up, you stay sold, the most important sale you'll ever make is to yourself. When you stay sold, people aren't even comparing you to something else. They think, man, she might be in network marketing. But that woman is on a mission. She's, she's doing something different. I'm down with different. I will get down with a different vibe. Absolutely, they will. It's when you enter things with the mentality of like, oh, okay, no one likes this. No one's doing it. That's when things get weird. But you have the ability to make it feel different for people. And that only comes when you lead yourself first. That is honestly... I would bet to the end of the ages will be the answer to being great at network marketing. It's not going to be in a recruiting strategy. It's not going to be in a content strategy. All those things, just because of technology alone changing so fast, like those things will change. And that's why I hesitate to send anyone to a social media training because by the time you learn it, it's basically outdated already, which is depressing. And, you know, I have also invested in stuff like that. It's already outdated. And that's fine. You know, it's part of it, learning the new you know, tactics, when you learn to lead yourself and you learn how to communicate and inspire people into action, that's when your life is not only enhanced, it's just easier. You get to make everything for yourself easier and it's more profitable. You're actually successful. And those wins and that success, even if it's not financial yet, it will be because when people want to follow you and they want to therefore buy from you, they want to be in your sphere of influence they'll pretty much want to buy what you say because if it makes them more like you then they'll do it but i just want to challenge you i just want to ask you are you being someone that people even want to emulate are you growing yourself first are you leading yourself first and if you're questioning oh is school sales right for me is it this and that 
I want you to ask yourself, if your teammate came to you and said, ooh, I'm thinking about doing, you know, Guide Culture School of Sales, blah, 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 what would you tell them? Would you tell them to go for it and to trust the process and to gr- and to just go all in on their capabilities and their potential? I bet you would. I bet you would. I bet you'd be so fired up to lead an army of people who are on mission to grow themselves, who inspire the people behind them to grow themselves, and so on and so forth. That is the kind of exponential growth that changes the world. And it's so cool because it all starts with you. You're in control of that. You're in control of leading the way, of setting the example, and of being in relentless pursuit of being 1% better every day and communicating that to the people who matter to you and for changing the lives of the people who do join your team and who do buy your products because it resonated with them on a deeper level. And that's the beauty of having a sales job. It really, really is. So I want you to be encouraged that the industry is not going anywhere, that you have an amazing role to play, and that people matter. The people who do join your team, the people who are thinking about it, they probably need some hope. They probably need some encouragement. They probably need some wins. They probably need some freedom. And what better person to lead them than you? In fact, I would even challenge the fact that they're waiting on you to lead them. They're waiting on you to lead them. But you have to lead yourself first. And I just believe in you to do that. I think you're the one to do that. I'm proud of you. I believe in you 100%. And I personally cannot wait to see you in School of Sales.